Hey, so 2020 has been a really challenging year for many, many people around the globe. And uh, as we try to get back into some sort of normalcy, um, leading with an emotional intelligence has been pretty much uh, something that people are paying attention to now. And uh, it's been very interesting to read some of the things that I've been reading lately. And we're going to go over that today here at 7 a.m. Stay tuned. Hello, hello, and good morning. Hmm, let me see what's going on here. Got something that's not working. All righty. Well, we'll see, we'll see. Okay, well, <laughs> so just for full disclosure, I sat down here with two seconds to go because my wife was uh, on her way to, uh, to work, and um, she sometimes leaves a little bit later than uh, than I would like her to, or she should be a little bit more ahead of the time, and sometimes it uh, gets a little challenging. Um, so I literally sat here. It was like two to three seconds to go to go live, and I sit here immediately, and I go into my into my spiel just so everyone knows that if I seem like a little bit out of breath, it's because I'm just a little bit anxious. That's full disclosure. I like to let everybody know what's going on in my life, you know, just so just because I feel more comfortable that way. But anyway, so today we're going to be talking about and for some reason, my show is not on the Aleph Bayon page. So I apologize to the Aleph Bayon people. I will I'll share the show there later and see what what's going on with that. But for some reason it did not percolate, as they say, um, on there. So I will remove it. And just keep that kosher. All right. Well, good morning, everyone. It's John Henry Soto. It is April 26, 2021. And we are here discussing emotional intelligence. What exactly is emotional intelligence? I don't know. I'm just kidding. Um, well, maybe I don't know. I mean, I think we're all trying to figure that out, right? I mean, if you can't really define, say, well, this is emotional intelligence. Because everyone's emotions are different and everyone's intelligence are different and putting it together. I think it has to do a lot with empathy, compassion, um, being a good listener, being a good communicator. All these things combined really have a lot to do with uh, emotional intelligence. And as we come out of this pandemic and uh, we're, things are sort of opening up, uh, depending on what day of the week it is, but... Um, statistically, things are are better, right? And we are actually getting to a point where people are starting to go back to work. And because of that, there seems to be a uh, an emotional uh, uh, connection with with um, people coming back to work again. You know, people are, seem to be a little bit more, I don't know, understanding, you know, and when you're leading a team, when you're responsible for a team, um, it really does have a lot to do with compassion. And it does have to do with an emotional intelligence. And you have to lead with this, you know, you have to lead with your heart and with empathy and with understanding, and compassion. 
And as a leader, that is one of the most important things that you need, um, especially during this time, right? I mean, normally you always need that, right? But this time now, this is like just crucial to getting any business off the ground and to really getting anything successful. So as we move on, uh, I'm going to just read a couple of things that I read on this article called Five Ways to Lead with Emotional Intelligence, which I thought was a really well-written uh, piece. And um, I'm just going to pull a couple of things from here. Not everything, you know, I, I can't always say that I agree with everything I read, but every once in a while, something hits me that it actually is, is very uh, impactful. And I decide that I'm going to share it with my audience because I think that that's why I'm here. And hopefully this will be of value to you and help you. If you do find this uh, valuable, please like and subscribe and share this channel with people that you think might like to hear a short Puerto Rican talking about things in the mornings live at 7 a.m. There are people out there that might like to listen to short Puerto Ricans talking at 7 a.m. It's a very small majority, but hey, listen, I'll take that's my audience. I got to be respectful to that, those people. So and thank you for that. So the first one here is uh, being uh, emotional intelligence means being vulnerable. Now, this is a very tricky one. I'm a Puerto Rican from the South Bronx. And being vulnerable is something that I did not grow up seeing. Um, I did not grow up doing. Um, but I did have examples of it from my grandfather, uh, who was a very emotional guy, very quiet man very, you know, uh, a funny, funny man, um, but very quiet and did not, was, did not create a big ruckus um, when he was around, but he was always the one telling jokes in, in, in a room, you know. Uh, my grandmother was very, very, um, um, depending on who was, she was around, she was a very outgoing, loving person. She was tough. She ran the household. My grandfather never bought anything in the house. He turned over his check to her. She took care of everything. She paid the rent. She paid everything. We never were without light, without a home, without food. Because she took care of all that stuff. And she told him what was... He never knew what much money he had. He'd have to ask for money. <laughs> so they were very... I don't want to say vulnerable, but they were very... Um, I guess, understanding of each other's emotions, right? And that's where they're some type of an emotional le leading with emotional uh, um, intelligence, right? And so being vulnerable was something that I didn't really see too much of, you know, unless it was like a negative thing. That's why people always look at, at, at vulnerability as a negative thing. And it's, it's really not, you know, by, by being vulnerable doesn't mean that you have to go there and go, I'm so vulnerable. No, but it has to show, like, for example, um, when I walked over here today for my show, I was, uh, I needed to do my show in two seconds. Actually, it was, technically, I sat down and the thing said, start live, right? Unfortunately, my, my Alabama page disconnected, so I'm not on the, on one of the pages, but, um, and I didn't have time to fix it, you see, because I, I sat down late. Um, you know, my wife went to work. She goes to work in the mornings now. Kids are sleeping. I come in here and I do my show. Now, that's some somewhat showing a little bit of, of uh, vulnerability in my life and in my what I'm currently doing right now. Um, and, you know, is that 
is that weakness or is it just being truthful? I look at it as being truthful, showing that this is actually something that I'm working hard to try to expand, to try to get to more people, to try to get my my message out, um, and hopefully to entertain people in the process, right? Uh, because that's what I am. I'm an entertainer and I like to entertain, right? So that's me kind of expressing that. And when when employers are going back to work or when employees are going back to work, the employers have to really accept them coming back from this global pandemic situation, which is very emotional for many of us. Some of us lost people that we know. We, lo we know people that lost people. Um, it was a tragic, tragic year for us. And now that the uh, that we're sort of coming back to it, that emotional baggage is coming with a lot of people. A lot of employees are going back to work with it. You know, there's still fear. There's still concern. Um, there's still the the losses. The idea of a loss is all still there in a very nice package coming in with everyone back to work. And so there is that side of being a leader where you have to have a little bit of vulnerability. You have to go in there and talk to your employees and say, look, man, it's been tough. You know, we, I understand um, there's, you know, this happened, that happened to me. Share your experiences. This will bring those people feeling more comfortable to come back into that environment and to feel like they have somebody that's not only leading them, but that has an emotional side that they can connect with. Okay. The next one is emotional intelligence means being self-aware. Now being self-aware is being self-aware, right? Um, I'm aware that it is now 7:10. It is April 26, 2021. I'm sitting here in front of my computer with all my lights and all my stuff that I uh, purchased during the pandemic to make, to do shows from home and my mic, I got my coffee, you know, that is awareness to a certain degree, right? But then there's also self-awareness. Am I living my potential? Am I, and I'm not, <laughs> am I doing the things that I want to be doing all the time? And I'm not, you know, um, and that self-awareness is what helps you become a better person and become uh, and be able to be of value to others, right? So being self-aware means, and sometimes it may be just you walking outside, grabbing a cup of coffee, and I've done this, and I'm, I'm a corny guy, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a corny guy. You know, I, I am a corny guy. I would grab my cup of coffee and walk out to my porch and just, and try to take in that moment and try to be somewhat in, in present time and to understand what life's about for you at that moment, what your goals are, you know, and that's being self-aware, you know, and you're just understanding that, okay, I have some work to do. This is what I have to do. I got to go to my book, wherever I wrote down my notes, and I have to go start checking them off and one by one. And then take a sip of coffee. Mm, so good. Even better in one of my wife's original artwork mugs. Yourwholesomejourney.com. Get yours today. And then you walk inside and you feel much better. You feel more, uh, you feel more, more aware that you have to get things done and who you are, of who you are, right? The next one is emotional intelligence means practicing empathy. Now, notice the article says practicing empathy, right? Because sometimes you're not aware that you, of what you need, right? You're, you know, that, again, it comes with self-awareness, right? 
you have to be self-aware of yourself and self-aware, but you also have to be self-aware of how you're communicating and how you are dealing with people in, in individually, right? Because everyone has their issues. You know, everyone has their thing that they're dealing with, their own struggles, their own concerns, um, their own worries of the future, right? Or they're still holding on to something from the past. So every time you uh, you approach someone, you have to approach it with a sense of empathy of where that person is coming from, um, uh, being understanding, asking questions um, relevant to them. Don't make it about yourself. You know, say, how are you doing? How's everything with you? Is there anything that you need? Um, and this is empathy. And for an employer to have their employees coming back, this is crucial for them to getting them to produce at a high level where they'll be productive and where their business will be successful. So they have to go in there and hit every single person with vulnerability, being self-aware, having empathy for your employee employees, and sitting down with each individual employee. If it's a huge, giant company and you have thousands, you might not be able to sit with everyone, but have a gathering individually with safe protocol, you know, follow the protocols, but definitely come together and practice empathy. Practice means that you're not perfect at it, right? Because nobody is, right? There are days where I don't feel like I want to be uh, empathetic to anything. There are day I had Saturday, I actually literally uh, had an off day. I took a day off, you know, which I don't really take days off, like a day. I'll take like a morning or an afternoon or I'll take a, a, a some couple of hours for myself. But Saturday, I decided I really didn't have too much stuff pressing. Um, a few things that I had were, were actually postponed or canceled. And uh, I just said to myself, you know what, I'm just going to have a day where I'm going to just hang out in the house with the family. We'll order some food and we'll really just have a day to ourselves. Um, and I just didn't feel really, not that I felt bad. I just was kind of like, had a long week, you know, I was tired. Um, and that was my day, you know, that was what I decided to do that, you know, so not every day you're going to feel, Hey, let's do this, you know, but if you're an employer and you have a lot of employees, you have to pull it out from in somewhere to lead, you know, and again, I'm talking about business, but it also can be, be a group. It can be a, if you're a filmmaker, if you're a musician, and if you're a family man, you know, you have to, all this, these things that I'm talking about really applies um, to everyday life. You know, not every day you're going to be at that high level, but if you strive every day to try to be better, you get at a level that's always consistent and always uh, acceptable and making people feel good. It's always becomes part of you. And then it just becomes part of your normal life, your normal routine. Emotional intelligence means communicating effectively. So the next one is important because uh, if you're not communicating effectively, and by and what's effectively, effectively. So effectively means that you're communicating something that's being uh, delivered correctly or being delivered in a clear way that the other person is accepting it and actually is understanding it because communication has to do with understanding, right? And um, if you don't have understanding, then you didn't communicate correctly, right? Or there's something else that could be wrong within that communication, right? So effectively means that you say it and it gets duplicated, right? Duplicated is the key thing. It's duplication on the other side. So when you're uh, communicating effectively to your employees, 
Um, you have empathy, you have self-awareness, you have vulnerability to you show them that you're a real person. All these things together mixed in a big pot will um, make your work life experience and that environment really strong, really important to have that. Um, the next one is emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence means being self-motivated. Now, this is a big one because a lot of people just want someone else to kind of team up with. And then that becomes their motivation for a little while because eventually that will fade away because they don't have self-motivation. So they're going to only team up with somebody just so long as they're motivated and that person is motivating them. If that other person has other things to do or is busy doing the work that needs to be done for whatever it's they're doing, that person's motivation will go down and it will go down and will go down. And then they won't do anything and then the business will collapse, right? I've been there many, many times where that happens, right? Um, and I have had more failed businesses and business ideas than I can imagine. Um, and it usually the things that I've been mo most successful have been the things that I've been self-motivated to do. And I've gotten up all the films that I've written and directed and all the, the work that I've done. Music has been self-motivated. I got myself up. I either grab my guitar or I grab my pen and paper to write or my computer to write a story. Uh, I contact people to cast them in a film say, would you want to do this? It's very little or no money, actually, just food. Um, and I get them together. But it's that self-motivating factor that's going to be, uh, that's going to really show the group and the employees or the people you're working with, your team, it's going to show them, you know, and I keep saying employees, employer, I should just say team, right? Because it's your team and you want to create a team environment, right? Um, the rational logical words are employee employer right somebody that's a company somebody pays somebody to do a job right um but you're creating a team environment and you want everyone everyone to be successful in this team so being self-motivated is one of the most important factors for an employer because he's or she's the one that has to get up there and get into that office every single day and lead by example, right? You hear that all the time, right? You got to lead by example, right? First one in, last one out, right? Um, I'm not saying that to, to that degree, but um, if you are not wearing the hat of the ideal employee as an employer, then your employees are going to just do what they see. They're going to say, well, he came in at, he came in late. He's not organized. He's always late for meetings. He's always, so my, the team is going to do the same thing. The team's going to be very lax and, and not really uh, um, be self-motivated, right? Now, how do you teach self-motivation? Can you teach self-motivation? I don't even know. I think what, the only way somebody can be self-motivated is if they're tremendously passionate about doing something, right? And it could be motivation being, I need to make money because I got to feed my family. That could be a self-motivating thing, right? It's, I got to get up and I got to do this, right? But at the end of the day, when you're lying in your bed, um, not able to move anymore, unfortunately, because of age, hopefully a long, long life in your 90s and and it's it's time to call it a day. Did you actually live to your potential? Did you Were you self-motivated 
enough to go after the things that you wanted to go after. Not reaching them, right? Because not everyone reaches them, right? But you can always say, I did the best I could to try to get there. I did everything I could. I pushed, I tried every avenue, I tried, I failed, and I came back again. I failed and I came back again. I succeeded. And I came back. If you do that, there's a 100% chance that you will be successful at the end of the day when it's all said and done, right? And that is really a life well lived. Did you impact others, right? I love the saying, and I talk about this saying all the time of um, um, Maya Angelou, right? And she has that wonderful saying that people, she, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, but it's, she says, um, people will not remember what you said or what you did, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Did you use your life to make others feel good? Did you use your life to help others, to show them vulnerability, to show them uh, to be self-aware, right? To have empathy, to have uh, effective communication, and to be self-motivated, to create things, to inspire others. You know, did you le lead that life? That's really the question that we have to ask ourselves when we're approaching um, the end of the road, right? And I'm, I'm talking about that, and not to be depressing, but it's going to come for everyone, right? It's, it's death and taxes, right? The two things that are always constant, right? Um, and we have to be able to uh, apply these things in order to not only to reach what we want to reach, right? But in order to help others do that. You know, sometimes... People will tell me, wow, you know, I saw, I had somebody not long ago message me privately, somebody who I don't, didn't even really know that follows me or knows anything that's going on with my life. Um, but they reached out to me and they had a really sweet thing saying that, you know, I saw your show on, um, on, a, on a, I don't really want to say the specific thing, but I saw your show on this thing that you were talking about and it really inspired me um, to do this. And they told me what they did and I was so inspired by that. I was like, wow. And I just had no idea. I thanked them and I said, thank you so much for listening. I'm, I'm so honored that that you take the time to listen to me and that that's the result. Thank you so much for telling me, you know, and and I love to hear that. It makes me feel it makes me feel so good. You know, it just it's a, a really great feeling. So that's my spiel for the day, folks. Um, I, I, you know, just to um, summarize again, you know, emotional intelligence means being vulnerable. It means being self-aware, means practicing empathy, communicating effectively, and being self-motivated, you know? And these things, if you're a leader and you're leading with these things, you're in good shape. You're in good shape. If you go in and you're blaming people for things, you're in bad shape, you know? You're, and th these are uh, proven methods. I know that because I've worked for bosses that have had none of these things. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately for them, right? And I've left those jobs. Very easy to leave a job where people are, are not treating you well, right? It's pretty easy. And uh, someday I'll write a book and I'll have all these stories in them because some of them are hilarious. Um, and they, you know, they're pretty interesting. Maybe I'll, I'll do a show on a couple of these stories having to do with the, the work environment and what I've experienced in the last uh you know, 30 year plus of uh, my work experience. So 
There you have it, folks. Thank you very much for tuning in. I appreciate all of you. If you like this uh, content, please like, subscribe, and share it to my YouTube channel. I'm also on Facebook and on Twitch. I'll be on Twitch a lot more in the future. And um, I'm going to be actually expanding the show to some other platforms on Facebook as well starting next week. And uh, that should be a lot of fun. Um, hopefully, you have more audience and more people to interact with. But I want to thank you all for tuning in. Uh, have a wonderful week ahead. I will see you all tomorrow morning. Remember to make today great. Do the things that you love and take care of yourselves. And as always, peace.